Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Gilbert Andrew Garcia, and thank you so much for listening. This is my first show. It certainly won't be my last, and this show is called A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. And you might ask yourself, what am I doing doing this radio show? Well, I will tell you, there's just so much good in the world. And I just don't think enough of it is out there. And I think we need to shout it out loud. So please, I ask you to think of this radio show as yours. It's ours. And so we're going to do a mixture of talk. We'll have some people with inspirational stories. I hope to have an inspirational song every week. And hopefully we'll close out with a prayer. So please be patient as we time all this out for our first show today here on KWWJ Radio, 1360 AM and 96.9 FM. And we want listeners to call in. Please call in. That's how we know we'll be successful. And that number is 281-837-2222. Call in with anything. Call in with a story about yourself. Call in with an update of what's going on at your church, what's happening in the community. Think of this as your radio show. And I already had one come in, and so I'm very grateful to Pastor Linda Davis of Boynton Chapel United Methodist Church because they are having an incredible event, a whole service distribution, this Saturday from 8 to 5. They're going to be providing COVID vaccines, and boy, we all know how important that is. They'll be doing HIV testing, They'll be doing all kinds of things, including providing supplies for the youngsters. So again, Pastor Linda Davis and to the whole Boynton Chapel United Methodist Church there on 2812 Milby Street, thank you for doing the Lord's work. And again, if you have anything, just call me anytime. Now, God has a way of intervening in our lives, and you can never know how. And I'm going to tell you a very quick story that I experienced with a lady named Charlotte. Charlotte, I know you're listening. And the reason I know is because I happen, and listeners, this is how God is. I happened to be driving in an Uber car, and my driver was the most wonderful lady named Charlotte. And she was listening to the station. And I could tell by the music, it was our own KWJJ, excuse me, KWWJ. And I said to her, is that KWWJ? She goes, yes. I said, do you listen to it? She goes, I listen to it all the time when I drive. And I said, you're not going to believe this. And she said, what's that, Mr. Gilbert? I said, I'm starting a radio show. And she goes, you are? And I said, yes. She goes, what's it going to be about? I said, well, I'm not sure, but it's going to be about talk, inspiration, and prayer. And right then and there, and I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, one of the promo ads came on the radio station right then and there. And she looked at me and she paused and she says, Mr. Gilbert, God brought me to you today. He brought me to you today so we could meet and so we could hear this promo together. 
and God brought me here to say, you're doing the right thing, and I can't wait to hear your show. So Charlotte, this is for you. Thank you for inspiring me. Now, my song that I want to play is a song by the Newsboys. And when I talk about a song that inspires, ladies and gentlemen, it inspires me. It may not inspire you, but at the end of the day, I hope you can at least see what I'm trying to do, which is bring some goodness to this world and to the city of Houston, because we already know the things that the media reports. Let's talk about good things, the stuff that does not get reported. Well, the Newsboys are a Christian rock group, and they have a song that when I first heard it, it really struck me. And I'm going to play it for you. But I want to go through some of the lyrics because sometimes in a song, you don't hear the lyrics. And the lyrics are like poetry. It's almost like a prayer. And when I read it, it won't give it the power till you hear the song. So it starts with, from the dawn of creation, the world has been crying out for hope. Boy, does that sound familiar. For a hero to save us, we long for the supernatural. But there is only one God who can save the day. So clear the stage, prepare the way, because heaven and earth are singing. And then it goes, glory, hallelujah, let the whole world see the greatness of our God. And right then comes a crescendo of the music. It's incredible. And then it goes, in awesome wonder, he reigns forever. We know the greatness of our God. His power is endless. He lives within us. We know the greatness of our God. So I'm now going to ask our producer, let's play the greatness of our God. And listeners, please enjoy a song that has always touched me when I first heard it. It's a relatively new song. It is powerful. So please enjoy the greatness of our God by Newsboys. been crying out for hope, for a hero to save us. We long for the supernatural. But there is only one God who can save the day. So clear the stage, prepare the way, because heaven and earth are singing. Glory, hallelujah, let the whole world see.
save the day So clear the stage, prepare the way Cause heaven and earth are singing Glory, hallelujah Let the whole world sing song touched you like it touches me and I tell you the greatness of our God stands true and that song is powerful so let me remind you if you want to call in and tell me something 281-837-2222 and again I'm going to give you another item if you have a song that you want to recommend that touches you, just email at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. I'll read it again. A tip TIP from Gilbert at gmail.com. So just call in again, 281 837 2222. We have a call. Welcome, caller. Hi, Gilbert. It's Ruby. Ruby Dang, how are you? Well, doing a lot better. Uh, it's been a very, very trying month. Well, listeners, this is one of my dearest and closest friends, Ruby Dang, who's a partner at my firm, and I asked her to call in. And it all goes back to the greatness of our God. It all goes back to the power of prayer because Ruby's been tested recently in her family, and it really is one of those stories of the power of prayer Ruby, tell our listeners a little bit about what's happened to you and your family. Sure, sure. And thanks, Gilbert. Uh, thank you for letting me share my story, right? Uh, you never know when, when life's going to test you, and sometimes all you have in life is your faith. And I think I, I've, had, I've had to uh, 
to reach out to that, uh, especially recently. You know, this has been a challenging year. Well, almost a challenging two years for many of us, right, with COVID and this new environment. But especially for my family, um, um, about a month ago, my husband and my husband and I have been married for 23 years. We have two beautiful kids, a, a 16-year-old daughter, Claudia, and a 18-year-old son, Christopher. Um, well, my husband was in a tragic accident uh, that left him uh, in the hospital uh, for a month. And for the beginning, you know, when we when it first happened, I mean, it was touch and go. He was on a ventilator. We didn't know what direction it was going to go. And that's when, um, you know, you feel like you have nowhere or, or you're just so scared and so many uncertainties. But, but I knew deep down inside that the one thing I had was my faith. So, you know, I... I prayed and prayed and had so many wonderful friends who also did the same thing. And I'm happy to say here a month out, he is now at home. He got home this weekend. I mean, we still have a, a long road ahead of us, but but we're heading in the right direction. He's back with us. You know, my, my kids and, and us, we're, we're so grateful and fortunate that we're able to all be together with him here at home. And it takes... You know, folks like, you know, Gilbert, you know, uh, understanding the, the importance of being here with your family uh, during trying times and to give me the opportunity to do this. You know, um, you don't realize that, you know, when when you're going through something like this, the importance of just having a family member with you. And I was lucky to be able to be there at my husband's bedside the entire time. And it was really sad to see other folks be there alone having to go through some difficult things like this. Well, Ruby, so, let, let me ask you, Ruby, for our listeners, this story is so touching, but it's got a, a great turn and how beautiful that you're there with him and that he's home. What was some, what was like the lowest point? What was the biggest point when you said, oh my God, well, I think it was not knowing, right? Um, you know, we lived busy lives, right? And, and you know, I, I was busy doing things at work and thinking that he was, you know, at work. You know, you think day in, day out, you go through your regular routine. And then uh, uh, midday, and it was uh, July 8th, I got a call from his practice. My husband's a physician, and uh, he, I got a call from his practice saying that he wasn't there to meet his patients, which is very rare because it's something that he really enjoys doing. And it, he'll never miss an appointment with a patient. So I knew at that point something was wrong. Um, and then to try, you know, now with cell phones, we're able to connect easily. And as I continued calling, 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 it was very rare for him not to answer. And that, at that point, I mean, your heart just drops, you know, something is not right and not knowing where he was was the I think the most scariest part uh and then you know at that time that's when you start reaching out right reaching out to friends family and the higher being and saying please help me help me find him well I uh, and and you know it was so difficult Gilbert because for about six to seven hours I had no clue where he was oh my goodness uh, just that time there I think was the worst part the scariest part the not knowing now, when we finally found him, um, he was actually brought into the trauma center here at uh, Ben Taub, and I can't say enough about how amazing 
the folks are there. Uh, they didn't give up on him because he came in and they, you know, they classify you you're going to live or not. And he was on the end of not living. Uh, oh, my goodness, Ruby. But for them to say, not on their watch, right? They worked really hard and aggressive on with him and were able to, uh, you know, to, to somewhat stabilize them, right? But, uh, but when I went in to see him after, again, six to seven hours of not knowing, I mean, he was on a ventilator. He was, you know, it was touch and go. But at that point, I could see him. I could hold his hand, uh, you know, that right there gave me a little comfort, even though I didn't know which way it was going to go. It did give me comfort to be there with him, knowing that, that you know, there there was a plan. That I knew that praying hard and, and was going to get me through this. And it's kind of, um, you know, a, a life lesson, right? Your whole life you're taught that you have to have faith. Uh, and and, it, it, and I, it all kind of came together that one day. And here we are, uh, you know, watching him take steps watching him, you know, it's going to be a long road to recovery, but to where he is now, to where he was a month ago, it's just, it's, it's a miracle. And all the doctors say that too. They say he's a miracle and, and I still believe it. He is a walking miracle. Well, you know, the whole firm here was praying for you and we kept telling everyone we know, some of the pastors we know, we were telling them all to pray for Ruby and Joe. And so I just say, Ruby, our prayers are still with you. I'm sure that you knew, even though his eyes were closed, he knew you were holding his hand. He could, he could feel your, you know, God made sure he knew you were there. And you know what? That's why he's back. It wasn't time yet. I think that's such a beautiful story, Ruby. Well, we appreciate you sharing it. Uh, and, you know, I think there's only going to be good things ahead for you and Joe and the family, and everyone in the audience I know is praying with you. So, Ruby, thank you for sharing it with us, and we'll let you get back to Joe. Thank you, Gilbert. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate all your prayers. I couldn't have, I couldn't have done it without that. Thank you, Ruby. I want it to be inspiring. I want you to feel it. I want you to call it. I want you to share it. I want you to email me, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. 281-837-2222. We got another caller. Yes, I'm, uh, you know, I'm excited because I'm listening to you from the city of Granada in Spain. You know, I'm a bishop, I'm a Christian bishop, and you know, I'm the bishop of uh, an organization called Autonomy's uh, Missionary uh, Project in Spain and Europe. And uh, I'm a little bit excited because, uh, you know, I used to live in Houston quite a few, few years, well, many years ago. I wish that you will have more relationship with God than with people so that your relationship with people will be wise enough to create a great impact and make the difference in the city. Praise God all for your life. Bishop, that is one of the kindest, nicest things anyone has ever told me. And I can't even believe that you're up right now. Uh, what time is it over there in Spain right now? Uh, it is uh, 6. 22 p.m. Well, Bishop, that is so wonderful. Let me ask you, Bishop, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to here from your hometown of Houston? There's, there's too many. There's too many people to just say, you know, give, them a, give us all a blessing. Why don't you just give us all a blessing here in Houston as we fight this dreadful COVID? And you're right. 
We all, I mean, no matter where you are, no matter what you do, there's a place for God uh, in everybody's life. Well, I have to say that's not a problem. That's not an issue for me because, I, you know, many of my uh, Christian training as, as a pastor, you know, I became a pastor and I was trained, you know, as somebody that lived in Houston for so many years, more than 40 years. That for me, you know, just to pray for you and pray for Houston and pray, pray for the audience is such a great honor and blessing because it just means too much to me just to be able to say a word that would be like repaying the city for all the things that I've received over there. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Father, for our dear friend, Father, your, your son, in the name of Jesus. Father, may he be glowing for you, Father. May he be brilliant so that in the name of Jesus, your name might be glorified through his life. And I bless the city, Father. Open the eyes of them, Father. Uh, make them understand that there has to be an opportunity for somebody that professes, you know, facing you or just Heavenly Father to be the maker of the city and somebody, you know, that has background that my brother has. So to, to be to be transformational, that these might be a transformational mayorship, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And with the authority as a bishop you've given to me, I pray for him and I bless him in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Bishop. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this call all the way from Spain. And thank you so much. I feel the love over the phone. And please, I hope you join us next week and inspire us again. Thank you, Bishop. Boy, I uh, will tell you, that was an incredible call. <laughs> well, we'll continue. Oh, we have another call. We have another call. Let's, let's go to another call. Caller, join us. Hello. Yes. Hey, this is Dr. John Stanford. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Dr. Stanford. How are you? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I'm, I'm so thrilled that you had the forethought and the inspiration to start this uh, show on KWJ. And I, I listened to Ruby talk and I listened to the bishop and his prayer. And I, I think you're right on the mark. And I want to let, let the, the audience know, the people that are listening, that you are, I think that you are truly a man of God. Uh, I did some reading over the weekend, as I normally do, and on the weekdays when I have a chance. And one of the things, the two things that came to mind, the first one is, is that the greatest sin uh, that this article has talked about is being self-righteous. And, and I don't see that in you from my interaction with you. I have not seen that. But when somebody is self-righteous, they self-justification, they have their own self-pity, their own self-confidence, their own self-will, they're self-seeking, they're self-trusting, they're self-importance, self-serving, and, and all of those things. But what you do from the, the show and, and what I've known about you is that you will focus on how great God is and diminish yourself. And that song at the beginning, the introduction song, hit it right on the head. Uh, the other thing that I was uh, reading on this weekend that stuck with me is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, where it talks about trusting the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and submit to him and he will direct your path. And I think that Know, from what I know about you, you you're a man of God, and I, I think that you know, by making God great and diminishing yourself, that you're on the right track, and I appreciate you having this show, 
and I appreciate the comments by uh, Ruby and uh, that that testimony is so powerful, so awesome. And I appreciate the prayer uh, by the bishop. I'm sorry I missed his name when he first started talking, but I really like that prayer. And I just want to wish you well in this show and thank you for having the inspiration again to bring this show to our audience. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. It, it really touches my heart. I, I think there's so much good in the world, and there's so much love, and there's so many stories of p the power of prayer, and that's the point that I, I want to bring it out. I want people to talk about it. I want them to call in. I want them to share their stories. So thank you so much for the call. Okay, and, and, and Thank you very much. Likewise. Listeners, listeners, again, call in 281-837-2222. Tell me your inspirational song, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. I want to just go ahead and mention another thing then. Just let me know, producer, if, when and if we do. I had the pleasure this past weekend, and Representative Christina Morales is an old friend of mine, and her family is right there in the East End, and they've been there for generations. Her mother, and back in the day, would help the community with money, with health care, anything and everything. And their family, of course, is the Morales Memorial. Well, they have the Morales Memorial Foundation, and they have the funeral home. But where I'm going is they have been doing an annual back-to-school giveaway for 24 years. 24 years, and I think it's incredible. And so I was there at the funeral home on Canal Street this past Saturday at 8 a.m., and there were already two hours worth of lines of kids, kids and their families, as it was a back-to-school giveaway with free school supplies, snacks, refreshments. We had a bicycle raffle. There was all kinds of information about pet care, health care, COVID, college information. I mean, it was just a most incredible event. It was this past Saturday from 8 to 10. And again, listeners, that's what this show is. It's your show. Tell me what you're doing. What's your church doing? Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I think we have a call. Here we go. Caller, please. Yes, sir. Is this, pa is this Pastor Wooten? Yeah, this is he. Pastor Perry Wooten, how are you, my friend? Man, I feel blessed God woke me up this morning. <laughs> Can't explain. Got it all joy after then. Well, that is wonderful. And Pastor Wooten, I'm so glad you called because you may not know this, but you've been a great inspiration to me. And the funny thing is a lot of people know Mr. Perry Wooten as such a, a brilliant political strategist, such a um, person who has fought for civil rights. But you got to read his book, From Hell to Glory. If there's ever a man who's been touched by God, this is him. Pastor, you want to share with our listeners just a little bit about how did you come to know God? And when did that happen in your life? Well, that'll take me back to when I was about five years ago. <laughs> from 
my background comes from my, my grandfather. Great grandfather was pastors. Grandfather was pastor. My great my grandmother was a missionary. My brothers was pastors. And so it just seems like so you know it just it was just it was a routine deal that I fall in line. So because that's that I was raised in the morning. Woke up in the morning with regard on my mind and late and went to bed with God on my mind. Because one thing about it, when I got up, they made sure I prayed when I laid down. <laughs> but you, but you've had a heck of a story. There you were, really trying to change some of the racism and things in the just criminal justice system. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well. You know, a lot of times, I, I, often I hear a lot of what's going on and police brutality and things that's going on right now in, uh, in, in our community. But I'm here to tell you, we started that back in 1970 and 80s. And in the 1980s, I have helped formulate an organization called Afro-American Sheriff Justice. It's the first black police union in the southeast part of this country was at the sheriff's department. And during, throughout that time, there was a time when we couldn't have blacks couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't work patrol, didn't have blacks, couldn't work certain neighborhoods that couldn't work. Then you, uh, there were no black supervisors, no black couldn't, and there was no blacks uh, in the administrative sheriff, no black chief deputies, no black uh, colonels or captains, only had one black sergeant. And Pastor, how did how did that Pastor, how did that feel to you? I mean, because you know that's not just. How did how did that feel going through that time? Well, I, actually, when I saw that, when I started happening, I walked in there. I was kind. It kind of made me feel like I felt at a place where I should have where I should be there. I was kind of intimidated, actually, to tell you the truth, because when I go in there, all the whites had their seniority. All, and, and they had a, that was a policy. Blacks couldn't work patrol. There was no black detectives. There was no blacks in, in the parole and a, in a black administrative uh, position. There was no black lieutenants, no black sergeants, no black captains, and, and no black chiefs. All the blacks had and Hispanics had to do work in the jail. So, you, so people have to understand that police, as we know it, was formulated to bring them back runaway slaves. This was they were this was police law as, as we know it, and they was formulated to bring back runaway slaves. And and since that point, that's where it's always been to go back slaves. So we was always it was always geared to to uh, uh, to uh, really to. Uh, what they, they were geared to imprison us, keep us in captivity. When we came, when I first came to the sheriff's department back in 1984, we didn't have any black captains and black sergeants, black lieutenants, and black majors. We didn't have blacks working in a, and blacks couldn't work in the white in the white community. Black could when we come to uh, we came into in the morning the roll call, they used to come in and tell us go up and go up and clean up them niggas over there on homestead. They would say that literally. But, you know, I, I, see, 
point was that when I came in initially, I came in and just come in because I just got up, I got out of college. They want to use me as a front to show me off, ride around the field major, and 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 just show me that that people believe that they doing things for blacks. But I but that wasn't God's plan. So, Pastor, as you started to, as Pastor, as you started to organize people to change things, how, how did how did people respond? Well, how did they bump? They, they could when I came in, the major come, the major and captain, well, are you sure this is what you want to do? Are you sure this is what you want to do? And, you know, you don't, you ain't got a good job. Why are you getting off? And I said, well, because. I'm not comfortable with just having a good job. I can't go to sleep at night when I see you, how you beat up, how you treat my people. Because, you know, see, I didn't know that I was supposed to be sitting up there talking all that. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the program. So, but, but I knew. But, but God, like I said, God had a plan. So I got in and started going in and talking to the deputy and started getting them organized. And we started to formulate the Afro-American Sheriff Deputy. And we started formalizing. And started coming in, having, getting our board of directors. And, and we brought about, and we started tackling issues. And, and, and writing grievances. And so, and just like the white boys were doing. But the, the point was that we found out that going to roll call, they told them, they were tuned to go in the roll call. He would tell us, go clean up those niggas over homestead. In roll call, even we are in roll call, in the police. In that time, they had white supervisors in the jail playing Ku Klux Klan music over the loudspeaker. And here we in the jail walking around police badges on us. We had to listen to them. That's unbelievable, Pastor. Pa Pastor, people today can't even imagine that. No, they can't. But this was 1985. This, this was back in the 30s. Yeah, that wasn't that, I mean, Pastor, that wasn't that long ago. I remember 1985. I graduated from college right that year. I remember. And that's why Jesus have Hispanics and Blacks nowhere in the part of the, part of the program. And so the thing is that they were coming down, they were coming, we were coming, I was with the 73 ship, 73 ship. I was coming in the morning, and young inmates, Black inmates on the 10th floor, we called the gladiator. And, and we walk in the floor, and they, they Young brothers were hanging out the cell. I said, "Boss, we're so glad to see you." They done beat us up, and I mean, they were bleeding and beating up and everything else. And, and, and I, I had a problem with it. So I got, I told, I, I went on the floor and I told them that if we, we better not never have a nigga beat down night in this jail until we have a honky beat down night. Because if you do, I'm calling, I'm calling them. So that was on after that time. So <laughs> I got together and I got the file of got together, got the guys a lawyer, filed a lawsuit against the sheriff's department based on racism discrimination. And and we just fought it and fought it. And we a lot of about two or three of our, our board members and things, they they they, uh, they they fired them. A couple of them wind up getting killed. And, and a lot of times a lot of a lot of lost their jobs. And it's, it's, it was nice. But as everything, in the, everything went on back that time, we had to set a precedent. 
1998, by the grace of God, I was we won the lawsuit. Wow, Pastor. That's why lawsuit in nineteen ninety eight. The court awarded us. They had to go back and pay all the blacks and Hispanics that they had refused to pay high back to nineteen seventy. Then they even at that time more than that. That's what gave the inmates the right to file grievances. That's what the inmates have the ability to file grievances now in the jail. And, and then come like, file grievances, like complain to the sheriff, the deputy, and come out that grievance Then they had to promote Hispanics and, and African Americans to deputy sergeants, lieutenants, and captains, put them in patrol bureaus, and put them in warrants, and wherever they steps, and all that, and put them in the ministry and chief deputies. Well, Pastor, I don't, I don't think people know what you did, Pastor. I, I'm glad. I'm glad the. I'm glad our listeners are hearing you because you're a hero. God touched you. You. You were God's instrument. God. You. God blessed me with a. The blessed me with the ability to get up and do and listen to what he, his spirit put his spirit in me, and I got up and I did what he wanted me to do, and I wasn't afraid because I know God. I mean, every believe me, we all are saying, how could he not have been afraid? Those are scary times. You know, I, I used to, I used to go home. They used to tell me when I went home, yeah. my phone, and all kinds. Of, I couldn't go to the store, food store. They were following me, trying to make sure that I was. I was just drinking and anything. I'm going to jail. Yeah. Same thing. Anything they could do to discredit me. So finally, I wound up uh, uh, after he won. And finally, they got to the. They put me in jail. And then they finally got. So the bogus case on me, put me in jail. But I laid up in jail. But one night, God came to me, opened up a ceiling in me. It's, got, it's in the book. You, you know what, Pastor? This part, with with the ceiling opening up, I would would ask you a huge favor, because you're not going to believe it. We've run out of time. Can you be with us next week? Yeah. I want to take this story up because it's too important, Pastor. And we'll we'll, we'll go when you looked up at the ceiling and and God opened up for you. Can we do that? Oh yeah, I can do that. Thank you, Pastor. I never have. I never have. I never get tired. <laughs> well, Pastor, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sign off. The, book, the name of the book is, is in Amazon. The name of the book is from Hell to Glory. From Hell to Glory, by Perry Wooten, and you're gonna and and listeners, we're gonna hear from Perry Wooten again next week. This is not the last of it. Two eight one eight three seven two 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 two. And again, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to hear and tell me what inspires you. I hope people listen. I hope people enjoy it. I hope people will call in. It's time for some good news out there for people, right? It's time for some goodness. It's time for some inspiration. People want to be inspired. And that's what I want to help do here in the city of Houston. So please, for those of you who are still on... Uh, watching this on the podcast and everything else. 
Do something good for your fellow people. Do something good because you know what? It comes back to you many times fold. KWWJ 1360 AM 96.9 FM Mondays 11 to 11:45. The call-in number, of course, 281-837-2222. And again, email me a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. What you want to hear, what inspires you, and we'll have our prayer. We didn't get to the P part of a tip for Gilbert, but we'll get to it next week. I assure you of that. Thank you for joining. Ah.